and in 1977 only in a McLaren, Villeneuve made his Grand Prix debut and there is the chequered flag going out and the Long Beach Grand Prix has been won by Gilles Villeneuve who goes into the lead in the World Championship. And now for Dinner with Racers, presented by Continental Tire. With your hosts, Ryan Eversley and Sean Heckman. Placeholder Radio. Welcome to Dinner with Racers. I'm Sean Heckman. I'm Ryan Eversley. And uh, hey, you know we got that uh, TV show? We sure do. It's on uh, on that Motor Trend. Got that Motor Trend Plus? If you love paying for streaming services, then Motor Trend Plus has a ton of cool automotive content. They've also got YouTube. Yeah, you can go check out their YouTube page, which is youtube.com forward slash Motor Trend Watch. Look up Dinner with Racers. And in this case, we have all sorts of fun things from the Long Beach Grand Prix. So this summer, we put out our uh, third season of uh, Dinner with Racers, including a two-part Long Beach episode. And this podcast is more of the extended interviews with some of the folks that we featured. We got to meet all sorts of people from the top to the bottom, people that do the ticket sales, from people that run the entire event, from people that put the walls together to make the race happen, to the people that market the entire thing. We didn't just speak to the higher-ups that built this racetrack. We also talked to some of the boots on the ground, like Jake Tanaka, another guy that comes to mind, is Davey Carrillo. Davey's one of those guys that he wears his heart on his sleeve. He seemed very easy to talk to. Didn't know why we wanted to talk to him, but he's the guy that does a lot of these jobs that nobody wants to do. You know, like if it requires moving a forklift and getting a wall rebuilt or it requires getting up super early to handle something, he's the guy that gets there, gets it done, and that's why he was so instrumental and someone we really wanted to talk to. If you watch Long Beach Grand Prix and you see somebody wreck on TV, you've probably seen Davey Carrillo. <laughs> he's the guy pushing the tires back with a forklift. And uh, what kind of tires got us there? That would be Continental Tires. Cross Contact LX Speech. Thanks, Acura. Meow. All right, we're going to start in five, four, three, two. How long, how long have you been working on the Grand Prix? I started in 95. Okay. Yeah. yeah, I was pulling cable for the guys. Okay, so 25 years ago. So yeah. we were doing our own elect- in-house electrical. Mm-hmm. So we were running power for TV, all the vendors, all the teams. Yeah. It, it was a fun. It was a fun time. Right? Yeah. And your background is in doing electric. Yeah, yeah. That, that's how I got hired in. Yeah. And then over time, we lost our uh, city inspector who was taking care of us. In essence, telling us what to what can and cannot do. Okay. We lost him. We got a new guy, and he wanted everything done his way. As far as how electric is being managed? Yeah. On a, on a municipal level? Well, just on a temporary outside right. stuff. But from like a regulatory standpoint, this is how it's to be done. Yeah, yeah this yeah. is how He's I... He's not running the company. He's just I'm saying... I'm interpreting it to be. Mm-hmm. So for us to turn it over, it was just too much money. Yeah. So we just outsource it now. Yeah. But whereas electric is your specialty, you didn't then go with the specialty. You decided to stay with the Grand Prix. Yeah. Dwight asked me if I wanted to stay. Yeah. Well, it worked out for me. Yeah. yeah, you're doing all right. Why? So, Why what? Why'd you stay? Uh, this job's interesting. It's like you don't know what you're doing. Yeah. Right. Tomorrow I'm going to come in. It's going to be, okay, guys, we're going to Monterey for the weekend. So pack your Monterey's and like so you're midway through preparing to build a track something like that but you might get a call for another thing that you guys have been hired to go well, build out I, no just in general I okay. mean if we're working on a track we're working on the track yeah right? yeah but 
during the course of the year. Sure. Right. It's like one day to the next. Who knows what we're doing? Right. Yeah. Because this is a year-round job. You're not just showing up a couple weeks before the race to no, do this. No, yeah. no. And then, you know, we're here. We'll start in, like, December, November to get ready for April's race. We start painting stuff, and then get stuff, uh, you know, cleaned up, ready to go. Go through the tires and the tire pellets. They get beat up. So... So the whole point of this video is that, like, so I've been coming to this race just as a ticket-paying fan since 1998, and I've never walked on the footbridge and thought, holy shit, this had to get installed in the middle of the night. I didn't realize the concrete block got laid out 54 days prior. You know, you just sort of show up, and you're like, yeah, I'm sure they hired some fencing guys and some concrete guys, and it showed up a week later. Yeah. Uh, that is that is not how this works. No. No. Not so, at all. So what's a day in the life with Davey like during the Grand Prix, like building the track? You asked why I stayed. Mm -hmm. Well, this is one of the reasons why I stayed. I got a book. I get a book. It's got my name in it. It's a schedule. Yeah. This guy has it down to the day. Mm -hmm. What needs to get done. Yeah. Uh, how long it's going to take to get done. And this much wiggle room. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Now, he knows we're not all perfect, and he knows shit happens. Mm -hmm. And there's allotment for that. But... You follow his book. By this guy, you mean Dwight. Dwight. Yeah. yeah. It's just, oh, so easy. Mm -hmm. Oh, so easy. You know? Uh, Whereas the work itself is hard, but it's not hard to understand what you're supposed to be doing and right. what's expected. Right. Yeah. Like today, we're going to stretch cable on shoreline, mm -hmm. and we're going to run block around the aquarium, yeah. and we're going to put fence down pine, mm -hmm. and all kinds of There's just, just so many moving parts going on, yeah. you know? And then Crandall's going to do bridges tonight, so we got to... Not do this area right here because he's going to come with the crane and yeah, all this right. other stuff. Or Pablo's got to build right here. So, you know, we stay away. Yeah. So stuff like that. You know, we, we all work together. Mm -hmm. And it's just the guys that are assembled to do this job. Mm -hmm. It just seems that, yeah, we, we can. We can work together. Yeah. I mean, we all, <laughs> you know, get under each other's skin. But you follow the rules. And you follow the book, and it's just it's so easy. What, it's not you, hard. You mentioned getting into under under each other's skin. We're gonna just jump all over the place, yeah. by the way. Yeah, yeah. You know, it seems like the guys building this out. It is very much a guys in the trenches kind of feel. You know, you almost have to work like a like a racing unit or a military unit where um, you all have a job to do, so you're bonded by that. But of course, you're gonna f with each other. <laughs> is that a thing? Well, not f with each other, <laughs> perhaps, but you know does happen yeah. Okay. Yeah. where this guy will come and he'll just straight hijack your forklift <laughs> <laughs> this this last year this one guy he uh early morning boss has these meetings yeah and uh, he blocked in the coppers they were parked on, on the track and he came and he blocked them in with the the blocks the the cops yeah <laughs> who did this jacob <laughs> jacob jacob so, so there's so, cops sitting on like just no 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 they, he was at the meeting uh -huh. Uh -huh. early morning meeting right. left his car on the track oh so you guys basically pinned him in yeah that was the prank yeah, yeah you can't yeah. go anywhere yeah because yeah. not like you can be like ah ha, ha. like now move one thing you're gonna have to move a lot yeah yeah yeah, yeah opinion <laughs> we, we used to a police officer we, yeah we used to do that to the, the uh, <laughs> to the guy that's protecting the, your life the phone guys we used to block their cars in with tire pallets yeah, yeah. that was always fun <laughs> so basically you have a forklift you're dangerous oh yeah yeah, yeah. we'll, we'll, we'll yeah. fuck with 
with people, not our own guys. Of course not. Yeah. <laughs> because we yeah. got to work with each other. Yeah. Okay. And yeah. then, you know, you get the chance that he might go running a boss crying like a little bitch. It's like, <laughs> you know. Now, does Dwight have patience for that? Does he get the, the humor in it? If we have time to f*** around, then, yeah. then, then we're not. He's okay with it. No, yeah. no, no. Oh. No, he's, he's like, yeah, we shouldn't have time to be f***ing around. Oh, oh okay. <laughs> yeah. So it's not that you must be professional. It's that you have this kind of free time. You Why need to you move on to the yeah, next we block. Got, we yeah, got yeah. a big list of <laughs> to do. So you guys ain't got yeah. time to be f***ing around. Right. So <laughs> it gets back to him. It just, you know. Okay. Yeah, yeah. So it's how much can we get away with without Dwight hearing about it? No, there's nothing. Now. You no, say this now. Nothing you can't get away with. Yeah. He'll know. Yeah. Like he sees everything. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. If he's not there, it gets back to him. Yeah. Yeah. He has a lot of people. I don't want to see on the payroll. Yeah. But he has a lot of friends. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. yeah, he's connected. And yeah. as and I tell this to the guys when we're working, like, you know, they're watching us, so be careful. <laughs> yeah. And they think I'm a weird guy, but they are, you know. Yeah. So So you're the guy that's like, hey. Don't mess around too much. They can see us. Yeah. And, and other people, ah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah. whatever. Yeah. So yeah. we'll get the guys, and they mob the truck. Uh-huh. Uh, we ain't got too many vehicles, so they'll all pile in my truck, uh-huh. and they'll take off. Yeah, right, right. They'll swing by the chancellor's office mm-hmm. down there near our yard, whistle at the girls. Yep, sure. And by 1135, I get the phone call. <laughs> <laughs> Who was in your Truck whistling yeah. at girls in yeah. front of the chancellor's <laughs> office. And it's like, dude, it's just like stuff like that. Yeah. Y- you yeah. know? Yeah. And then uh, I don't know how it gets back to him, but <laughs> some of the guys, Kevin, you guys know Kevin? Yeah, yeah. One time he posted something on a Sunday afternoon on how to make money. And he's on the back of the truck. You know, he's just being a, a jackass. Yeah, right, right, right. Somehow got back to Dwight. Yep. It's like, you know, you can't. Yeah. So the, the, the all being yeah. Dwight. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. like, you know. You can't get away with it. Yeah. He'll, he'll find out. Yeah. One way or another. Right. So. All right. What's the greatest prank you've ever seen with the forklift? One time, the, the, the guy, Pablo, he's our uh, other supervisor. I, uh, the uh, zip tie on the. On a drive dri- shaft? Drive shaft. Yeah. Yeah. A big, giant. Telephone style. It must have been like about, yeah, a, yeah. I don't know, like the ones they can use their handcuffs. Real yeah, big. Yeah. So I put the tire wrap on this dude's truck. He, on he, Pablo. I come in the yard to go stretch out my cones. Five in the morning, his truck's in the yard. I'm like, what the f- is he doing here, right? So, whatever he's doing. So I ran under there with the with the tie wrap, and I thought it was funny. Yeah, yeah. And he's driving around like something's wrong with my car, you know. Right. Uh, right. He picked me up and took me for a ride. I said, hey, can you hear this? I can't hear shit, dude. And he goes, nah, something's wrong. He took it into the shop. They put it on the rack, and then they called him over. Hey, someone's f***ing with you. He goes straight to Dwight. Oh, that's not how you handle it. Dwight's like, Davey. I'm like, you got me. Because he knows that's the kind of yeah, but like basic schoolyard rules, you don't go right to. Yeah, wow. 
All right, you guys are doing this wrong. That's yeah. what we're this learning. This is the one guy you can't play with, though. <laughs> okay. You know? Yeah, yeah, so yeah. that's what makes it that much extra fun. Absolutely. Yeah. You know he's going to go to the boss. Oh, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And have to explain. Yeah. 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 I had yeah. to take my shop in and my car to the shop, and this is what they told me. You know? It was a tie wrap. <laughs> what about uh, in terms of – because you have civilians just coming and going in some of the sites you guys are working in all the time. Yeah. And, uh, you know, Sean was saying he, he saw people immediately, like, running over cones and things like that. Any uh, any civilian stories stand out? Last year, we were putting this, the rumble bumps down at turn five. Yeah. These big old steel things. So uh, uh, we took the, the bolts out, and we're blowing out the holes, and, you know, we got our kind of scattered yeah. everywhere. Yeah. And these two people came from the aquarium, and the streets were closed already, so they're kind of just walking along the cone line, mm-hmm. and they start kicking my bolts. <laughs> Just, they just see bolts. So, like, there's clearly guys working. I, I don't want to be a jerk, but, you yeah. know, we were on a, I don't know, 12-day binge straight, yeah. like, yeah, no yeah, day yeah. off. Like, we're, we're, this, is, this is when you're closing out. Hands and knees. Yeah. Yeah. I'm like, oh, yeah. my God. You know, we got to finish this. And this lady kicked the bolts. I go, oh, good one, lady. Do it again. <laughs> and she kicked them again. <laughs> Her, her husband just looked at her. She scoured and she started picking them up. Right. She started placing them up. I felt bad. No. Sure. What I like is that the husband, rather than like, yeah. you know, standing like, he saw you after a 70-day work binge. Oh, no, she was that, like, I am not going to. I, yeah. I can see death looking well, me in the eye. That right? woman's I, gotten him in fights before. Yeah, yeah, I was exactly. mad facing the floor and all my guys were laughing at me. Yeah. Right, and yeah. I'm telling them, guys, knock that shit off. <laughs> and I'm trying to be serious. And yeah. This lady is just like she's getting kicking scared. bolts. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, nice. More so than any other part of the country, there is no cone, police car, flashing sign that will make everyone obey. People, they're just gonna go where they're gonna go around here, and that seems like it is a thing with you guys putting out block and building out these roads. Yeah. Here's a story for you. The truck driver. Okay. We had laid out the fence for Shoreline Drive. Yeah. Boss buys this new fence every year to make it look pretty. Okay. It's a long run. We had laid it all out, went to lunch. Our truck driver came with blocks on the back looking for us. Okay. And was just driving back and forth on our new fence. Oh. Oh, because it was on the ground. It was on the ground. ready yeah. to be brought up. Yeah. Oh, yeah. gosh. And he just. So yeah. now when we do fence, we only do a few rolls at a time because <laughs> right. of that. Right. <laughs> so that, that truck driver, he had to buy all that fence. That was a, oh, that was a, that wow. one sucked. Yeah. 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 Okay. No, thanks. Do you ever get lectured by people driving by? All the time. <laughs> okay. If we run the forklift yeah. in the parking lot before 7, we yeah. get that phone call from yeah. Dwight. Yeah. yeah. Who's running the forklift? Because you guys, <laughs> on most days, are not allowed to run the big heavy machinery before 7 before because seven. of the noise. Right. 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 Crandall doesn't go by them rules. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So Crandall. Crandall goes by his own rules. So if it's yeah. 6.50, Dwight's calling somebody. Well, yeah. 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 He, yeah. We get that call that quick. So... The kind of work you guys do, it, it's like hardcore, and it's it's got to be on time because there is no delaying the event because of something like that. Describe like if you if you're to work for Dwight, what kind of worker are you? A worker. Yeah. You're not going to be standing around looking for something to do. Yeah. Um, the way he does it is, you know, you got your tasks and you take care of it, mm-hmm. and it's up to you to do it. So. He's not going to stand over you and and check you and make yeah. sure you're doing your work. But at the end of the week, he wants to know where we stand. Right. Yeah. He'll go to page five. Right. Where are we? Mm-hmm. So your job is here's these objectives and milestones. 
I don't care how you do them, but these these get them done. Things get better done. be done by yeah. Friday. Get yeah. them yeah. done. Yeah. yeah. It sounds like Dwight's pretty good about letting you guys do your own tasks as long as you get it done on time. Uh, what happens if you don't get it done on time? How many times will he give you a pass? Don't know. He's given me at least three or four passes, that's for sure. You In know. 25 years? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> then you're probably one of yeah, the good yeah, ones. Yeah, you're probably yeah. okay. Yeah. 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 But um, I don't know. He just he knows where we're at and where we've got to be. Yeah. He's just the eyes and ears. He just knows. Yeah. He just knows. He'll, he'll talk to me. Yeah. He'll talk to Jacob. He'll talk yeah. to Pablo. He'll talk to Crandall. Yeah. He'll get three, four different stories about the same thing. Yeah. <laughs> then he'll go out there and look for himself. Right. Yeah. You yeah. Know. And that's the deal. Yeah. And, and yeah. it just seems like, I don't know, I haven't been late with this guy mm-hmm. yeah. since I've been here. Yeah. Interesting. Both sides, when I was doing the power and then when I moved over to the track. Yeah, yeah. Haven't been late. So. Yeah, we, we had heard that basically construction workers would come in to work at you know, work on the Grand Prix and last maybe a day because the workload was crazy and they couldn't keep up. And they're like, nah, I'm good. I'm not doing this. It, it's not th- it's not like that, I guess. I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to describe. You follow the book, you know. Yeah. yeah. Today we're going to do this and we're going to do this. And right. Putting bolts on the wall, tightening the cable, it's not that hard. Yeah, right, know? right, right. But, but it is laborious. It. Like, it's a lot of this you have to do it's, for 54 days. Well... It is yeah, every yeah. day, but yeah. you get the few people just give me something to do. Yeah, yeah. yeah and yeah. they just work, you know. Yeah. I got this guy Walter. He's just let him go. Yeah, and he yeah. works. And he's good. You tell him what you want, and he just—that's what he wants to do. He just wants to work. Yeah. That's like the rest of us. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You know, let us let us go. Well, so on that level, like it seems like the culture within the guys that last are the ones that just—they just work. And if you've done your part, you're gonna. You're going to pick up a wrench and you're going to go figure out somewhere else where you can start start working. Um, what's the shortest amount of time you've seen somebody last with the culture that you guys have? They won't come back the next day. We've had a lot <laughs> yeah. of that. Yeah. 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 Because right. it's like the, the analogy we've come up with is it's very similar in the, in the racing world between street mechanics and racing mechanics. Like a streetcar mechanic, they clock in at 8, they leave at 5. You're going to get done what you're going to get done in that amount of time. But, you know, if the car has to sit overnight one more day, that's just the nature of that business. Racing, it's not that way. Racing is you've got to get these things done because that session is going hot at 8 a.m. tomorrow. And then qualifying's at 1, and we have to be ready whether, you know, whether we're prepared or not. Yeah. That car's going on track. And you guys are very much that same mentality. Yeah. And I have to think there's a – if somebody comes from traditional construction or traditional electric or whatever, that maybe that's not the, the culture they come from. Yes. We – I tell Jacob all this this a lot because he gets mad at the guys that come in to help us. Yeah, it's like, well, dude, nobody works like us. I keep telling Jacob, nobody works like us. Yeah, you know, you can't expect these guys to care and feel for the job. You know, dude, we gotta get this done. Yeah, dude, what do you mean we gotta get it done? Yeah, I don't care. I'm clocking out. Yeah, dude, I'm gonna go get drunk right now. Yeah, I'm not. I go, dude, but. All right, give me a time. I don't know. Look around. We got another four or five hours to go. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, I don't know what it is. Yeah. Uh, On the COVID stuff, um, so a lot of guys between the work changing, the uncertainty, furloughs, that kind of thing, a lot of guys left. And what you do is a very specialty kind of job, not just because of the work itself, but also just the flow and the culture and all that. Yeah. this year you're coming back with a, a, a staff shortage, basically, and it's not been the same crew you normally have. How how difficult has it been this year with that? Kind of tough. 
Yeah. It's tough because you're shorthanded, and then the guys you bring in, they're not. Yeah, they don't know what you know. Yeah, they, yeah, they're not. They're not. No, not what I don't know, but they they're not into the game yet. Okay, you know, in terms just, of just the flow, it's just a job, you know, uh, that type it. of thing. Yeah. So, when we do stuff, you try to do it really the best you possibly can, right. so you don't have to go back. Right. Because yeah. this, so. I mean, this this track lives and dies by you guys being invested in making sure the walls are aligned just right and and that the fencing is done the right way between safety and you don't want to go back and fix it when it a problem comes later. So if somebody doesn't show up to work with that same personal investment in making it right, it's going to make for some hard days later. Well, you just got to get the guys on board somehow. Yeah. But it, it does make it very hard because it's just a nine to five and I'm done. Yeah. You know, and that's with 54 days to build this whole thing. That's, it's not a nine to five. And that's that's a lie. That fifty four days. <laughs> okay. What do you mean? We usually get the Academy Award in the middle, right there. Oh, I see what you're saying. Okay. So he takes. In other us words, you guys are hired out to go do another event. So he he'll take us away for a little while. Dwight will. Yeah. yeah. And move us around. Right. So when you say that fifty four days is a lie, it's more like forty days, <laughs> or whatever it is, based on how else you get hired out. Yeah. Yeah. So we all got things. He's got stuff going on, you know. So, so Dwight is kind of the, the main guy in charge, but he's overseeing everything, which includes a lot of the interfacing with the city and interfacing with different municipal departments and whatnot. Racing series. Yeah. yeah. You are sort of that next in command that's then dealing with the actual implementation from kind of area to area within the track. Just on the track, though. Yeah. So right. I'm You're not dealing with the city. That's no. Dwight's deal. You're dealing with the guys putting the... The fencing out and the, and yeah. the walkout. Yeah, and then every once in a while he'll have me check on maybe the tent guys or the fence guys right. or stuff like that. At its busiest point, it sounds like you can have up to 50 guys working on the track at once. Yeah. But it's not like it's 50 guys all in one group. So if let's, let's just pretend it's an idiot watching this on TV. How do you split all of the, these guys up? So where I'm going with this is like we have some guys building grandstands simultaneously. Yeah. So what are the? How do you split up the crews on a normal day of putting this track together? Well, that's that's back with with Dwight. So okay. Pablo's going to work on the grandstands, and he's going to be getting as many guys as he needs or whatever we have left right. to work on the grandstands. Okay. Let's say Crandall's going to be doing bridges. Okay. I'll be doing track. Okay. With Jacob. And that means concrete fencing. Crane, kind of stuff like that. Yeah. Okay. And so even if there's 50 people on the track at one time, it's pockets of three or four or five guys. Uh, we, we get we get good size, yeah, yeah, good size groups, maybe five or six if we're doing fence. Okay. But but for the most part, I try to keep it small. Yeah. Uh, you keep the chatter at a minimum. Sure, sure. So you get a bunch of guys together and it's just start. Well, and also, like, if, if, if you have a small group, everyone's accountable. In the sense that, like, you can't kind of get away with slacking off. Right. Because these other three guys are depending on you to get it done. Yeah. So you're just going to all work to help each other out. So, But you got to make sure you have the right guys because they'll all cover for each other. I mean, you, you, <laughs> yeah, right, right, you right. get the wrong bunch of guys together. It's like, oh, man, you know, I got to split these guys up. And that's yeah. one of the hardest. part of your job. That's yeah. one of the hardest things to do is you just throw everyone out there. Then you run around and see who works and who doesn't work. Yeah. Then from there, you make your teams. Yeah. Okay. Because at the end of the day, it's still people doing this. So you still have to deal with people. That's the other thing. You yeah. know, I get 15 new uh, fifteen new characters. 
every year that I got to deal with, and then and figure out who they are. Yeah, yeah. and I got to work with those guys, and then yeah. yeah, you know, you just can't be straight across the board. Yeah, and you're like that, then I don't know. We have a phrase we love. It's called, you know what you should do. <laughs> you get that guy. Why don't they do this instead? Yeah, but he shuts up real co- real quick. <laughs> I, I find stuff for him to do. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, so what's the best way to get the job yeah, in your just, team? Just stay stupid <laughs> to me. <laughs> so be the you know what you should do guy. Yeah, yeah. That guy's going to. I, gonna, I yeah. got something for you. Okay. Yeah. So what's, what's the job no one wants? Poles. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. poles, they weigh at least 90 pounds. Yeah. And... They slip off the forklift a lot. Uh-huh. So you got 140 poles on the street. Uh, You're right there. Yeah. Everybody knows it. Yeah. <laughs> they go the other yeah. way. Yeah, right, They right, go right. the yeah, other like, way. I'm busy. I got to finish my <laughs> thing. Yeah. Hey, don't go down Seaside. Yeah. Bobby dropped poles. Ah, they all laugh at him. <laughs> and it's like yeah. that, yeah. you know? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah, yeah. The next is tires. Mm-hmm. Oh, okay. That that seems to be like a punishment. You guys, <laughs> like you have to ban them or the actual moving of them? Moving them. Okay. Yeah. They're really yeah. hard. Yeah. yeah. Um, so how do I get that job? <laughs> well, just like I said, just, just do something to make me mad. I yeah. don't know. Yeah. Right. It, so it doesn't seem like early on, like there is no eight-hour day even early on. But uh, what would you say the difference is in terms of time people will spend from 54 days out to, say, five days out? Six hours of sleep maybe, you know. It seems yeah. like you just just left <laughs> when you right. show up in the morning. It's like, right. yeah, f- I just felt like I just left, right. you know. Right. So you spend a lot more time. Yeah. yeah. So there's this massive rush to get the track built for media day, which is 10 days out from the race, because that's when the track has to be closed, completed, fencing and all that. But it's not like you're done after media day is over. No. There's still a million. What are some of the things you still have to do? Because it seems like that's when all those little periphery items you put aside. Now that all's got to get done, too. Right. So all the stuff that we <clears throat> just put together just so the track would be done yeah we have to go back and make it nice or fix it yeah. better yeah do it right okay. you know um go over a list of stuff that maybe somebody saw hmm. uh, we get the cal club out there so there that that's a big help they have a lot of eyes out there right they, so on race weekend your your job is going to change from what you're you're no longer building the track so what it seems like you and a handful of guys then end up with sort of specialty roles for race weekend itself for race weekend, yes. Yeah. So what yes, do you yes. do? I, I'm stuck at turn one. Stuck. Yeah. Okay. I did something bad. <laughs> I, I don't know what I did. Yeah. I don't know what I did, but I got stuck at turn one. Okay. Mm-hmm. And this is when I get stuck at turn one, I'm 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 there with a forklift. Yeah. Okay. Two fluff tires. Yeah. In fluff case, tires. Oh, in yeah. case they they run into them. Yeah. Okay. Move block. When they run into them. Right. Yeah. Move block. <laughs> move block because it's temporary track. So if somebody does hit a wall, that wall could move. Yes, yeah. um, they've run into our escape at yeah. turn one, yeah. Yeah. where they go plow through all the tires <laughs> mm-hmm. and they go all the way to the very end and hit that block and yeah, and it moves. Yeah. moves. Yeah. So like when the Robbie Gordon stadium trucks start queuing up to race, you have to kind of wake yourself up and get ready to do some. Yeah, work. That, yeah. that's a that's a pretty. Well, they're getting a lot better. <laughs> they're, they're going at, in, in early di- in early, really hard. early times, boy, they would just rip the fucking track apart. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And so. Yeah. 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 So turn one, mm-hmm. turn two, turn three, turn four, turn five, and turn six, mm-hmm. I got to take care of. So basically that front section of the track is sort of your domain. Tire gets moved, wall gets moved. Yeah. You and your guys have to go there and deal with it. 
they, they they'll bump a wall. Yeah. So now I got a leading edge. So the right. the wall moved a little. Now I got right. a an edge sticking out. If it's protruding into the car, the car right? might yeah. yeah. So I got to run with a bar, and bend it out, pull it in, whatever you got to do. So we've probably seen you on TV quite a bit then, not no. realizing it. No, I don't yeah, think so. Yeah, there's like a red flag or something, and they got to get the wall fixed up. You're out there moving it, and they'll yeah. generally cut to that shot. Nah. Yeah. Yeah, you're a huge celebrity. We're yeah. trying to help. Yeah. <laughs> you might be on TV. If you watch Long Beach and you see a forklift. Yeah. Yes, it's you. Yeah. Or nah. Dex or Pablo, but yeah. yeah. But turn one's like, that's that's big action. Yeah. Well, a lot of it, stuff goes it, on. Over there. the years, it's moved to turn eight. Yeah. 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 So it's not so much a turn one no more. Yeah. So you guys spend all this time getting ready for an event, and then you're stuck in turn one. Um, so what happens if the race is clean for you guys? That That's a good race for us. <laughs> yeah. What do you mean? Like you're just sitting around? Yeah. that's You're literally just sitting there. Just sitting there. Right. What do you guys do to keep yourself entertained? Watch the race. You watch the race. Watch the race. Uh, no, you watch don't. You do not. Do you guys? Do you guys have radios to each other only? Um, I got a radio. Yes, we all have uh-huh. radios. Yeah. And we listen for Crandall. Yeah. Crandall's in the command center. Mm-hmm. And he is sitting next to officials on. Mm-hmm. I don't know who he sits with. Whatever but series, yeah. They yeah. tell Crandall what to do. Crandall tells us what to do. Yeah. We yeah. could go on the track. We could get off the track. Yeah. Stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So basically, if there, so there's corner workers who are volunteers. That's not you guys. So somebody has to push back the car. That's somebody else. But when it comes to anything involving changing the, the track. The track. It's the track workers. And it's right. the same guys that build it that are then working the corners. Yeah. 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 Which do you prefer, building it or, or race weekend? Building it race weekend's hard. Yeah, it, it's 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 lo- it's a long day. Yeah, and it's three days a long day. And then Sunday night, when it's everyone's happy and they're going home, we're starting to rip it down. So you don't get Sunday night off. No, uh, as soon as the race is over, yeah, we start tearing apart the the track because Monday morning, like an hour after the race is over, you're already up there. Not even an hour. Not even an hour. As soon as they finish their victory lap. Yeah. You're already out there. We're out there tearing down the track. Wow. Uh, The crane shows up on Monday morning. Yeah. And they start hauling the blocks out of Long Beach. And it goes like that for 15 days and we're done. Yeah. So. When when does the sense of pride hit you? When you you got the track ready for the Friday or when you're getting ready to tear it down on Sunday? It's a good feeling uh, Friday morning Yeah, when it starts, and it's a better finish when it's done. Yeah. It's like this one's in the books. Yeah. No one got hurt, yeah. and it's good. Yeah. It's, it's really good. One of the things that's unique to this race is, of course, being on city streets. Even on race weekend, there are parts of the track that have to be open to the public before the race starts and after the race is done every day. Right. And that's part of your deal that you have to do every morning and every night. Yes. So walk me through that. After the race, we're going to open up Pine Avenue, mm-hmm. and we open up the Hyatt uh, Hotel. The parking block, basically. Just so that yeah. they could get into the hotel. So the cars can come in and out of the hotel, right. And then we open up the Pine Avenue turnaround, mm-hmm. where Gladstones is. Okay. And then we'll open up uh, Shoreline Village. Okay. So the cars can get in for business. So the cars could get to the yard house. Yeah. Uh, the exit on the other side of Turn 11. Okay. Through the marina. So every day you have to 
close and then reopen then the streets so that all the businesses around that area can have cars, street cars coming in. Then we have uh, a few loading docks on Pine Avenue we need to open right? so that they could get their deliveries. Okay. And then come 6 o'clock the next morning, everything gets shut down. You have to close this all back up it so the street cars can't get on. Right. So Friday, Saturday, and Sunday, you're closing off streets and then you're reopening. Opening them. it back up. And how quickly do you have to do this? <clears throat> Dwight gives us about 15 minutes. Nice. To move entire concrete nice. blocks with fencing on it. Yeah. Yes. For cars to come in and out. Yeah. Yeah, because what are those called again? The, the, Where it's already pre. Oh, uh, our, the panels. Our, panels. Our, our fence panels. Panels, yeah. 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 That's, that's another one of those Tanaka designs. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I, I just made it easier for us. You yeah. Know? yeah. Yeah. I mean, working for this guy is just like, poof, it's easy. <laughs> All right. Well, on that note, uh, Pablo. Pablo is, uh, unfortunately, we couldn't get one of these. Timing just wouldn't work out with Pablo. We yeah. couldn't do one of these lunches. Yeah. That dude's a character. Yeah, he is. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Pablo story? <sighs> so many. <laughs> <laughs> one year after drifting, in Long Beach, we have to go and take out the grandstand because we extend it for the the drift. Right. Yeah. The you make more. And there's an additional grandstand for where they do their stuff. So we were taking it apart, and on the block wall, there was a big old black drinking cup in the shape of a big black drinking cup. Dildo. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> you can say dildo. So it's a streaming TV. We did a whole series. <laughs> I grab this thing and I go running to Jake with this thing and he's looking at me with big eyes. This big old wing. Right. Because you're running down a grandstand with a giant black dildo in your hand. Yeah. I go, hey, yeah. put this in your forklift. We're going to need it for later. <laughs> okay. Okay. All right. Four months later, <laughs> I go to the forklift and I tie it to underneath of uh, Pablo's truck where it's just dangling on the, the bumper. That was a good one. So he's driving home and the thing's just all over. Yeah, a couple of days. <laughs> I'm just a swinging dildo. Yeah. Hanging out the back yeah. of the car. Yeah. yeah. And like we're talking, this thing's like feet long. Dude. Yeah. Wait. And Pablo's the one you also did the tie wrap on, right? Yeah. So Pablo's the guy you keep targeting. No, it just happened twice. <laughs> that you're telling us about. Yeah, but yeah. These are the ones you just remembered. No, I don't I don't mess with him because Well, because yeah. Dwight knows now. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody knows. Everyone knows it was me. Yeah. Right. All right. Cool. Um, so when we first showed up to start filming this deal, you guys didn't know who the hell we were or what the hell we were doing. I think you still don't. <laughs> um, but uh, the whole point of this project for us was for not just for us to learn, but for anybody watching this to really get an understanding of just all that goes into making the Grand Prix of Long Beach happen. What would you want somebody watching this to take away from everything we've been watching? I don't know that we work pretty hard out here. Yeah, yeah. you know, um, it looks it looks nice on TV. Yeah, <laughs> and, and there's a lot to get it to to, to look like that. Mm -hmm. You know. Yeah. If you could describe the uh, Long Beach Grand Prix in one word, what would it be? Twenty-five years. Yeah. It's been fun. It's been fun. No. Hey, Ryan. Sean. 
Have you ever tried to do an interview, but you're also chasing down the pizza guy at the same time? Oh, I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. remember how painful it was? And we like, were starving. And someone tried to like come in the gate that wasn't supposed to be in the yeah, gate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We thought we were getting broken into. Yeah. It was crazy. But then we interviewed Crandall. Yeah. And he's been one of the biggest construction guys in this whole process for decades. Yeah. The amount of heavy equipment required to run this track and build this track every year is pretty remarkable. So when you have guys like Crandall that are able to explain what they're doing in such an easy way, it made life for us very, very simple. So Crandall Dickinson, let's hear it. All right. Um, so first things first, to really understand what you do, we had to show up here at four in the morning. Why? My title is uh, construction supervisor. Yeah. And uh, in the last couple of years, I've been the uh, pointer. I'm supposed to point. Point. Okay. 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 I can do that. Keep yeah. the guys. <laughs> keep the guys busy. Okay. Uh, of course, it ends up being a little more than that a lot of times. <laughs> right. <laughs> Uh, you have to be here and there at different times. Right. You know. it, it's it's the entertainment field, you know, in a way. So I've been used to this in the previous years. It was the studios and uh, different things. You sure. know, you you never know when you're gonna be called right. called into an event. So the, the Crandall, the early years, did you was racing always part of your life, or is this sort of a newer thing? Uh, well, I guess it's always been in my uh, older years here since I was uh, 18. Okay. 18, yeah. Lions, Lions Drag Strip. Okay. We used to put that up. The uh, When you say we used to put that up, so you've always been... All the bleachers, been, the okay. bleachers, install the so bleachers and... Going yeah. going way back to before yeah. there were cars. Irwindale Raceway, were, yeah. Okay, so going way back to even like the early days of Irwindale, yeah. you've been part of building yeah. racetracks. Right. So how and did you get hooked up here? Well, um, I was working for a company and uh, uh, did mainly the Rose Parade. Okay. And... Uh, bleachers and i uh, it was bought out by a larger company okay and the uh the owner um uh, i guess was needing money so <laughs> he sold out and uh, racing i ran it for uh a couple years and uh didn't like the way things were going the uh management wanted to dump some of the old guys that helped me build the company Mm. And that was almost 30 years I was there with yeah. that company. And then uh, um, bailed out there and uh, started working kind of on my own. Right. And then I was doing most of my work for the Grand Prix. Okay. Which we'd actually started the Grand Prix with the other company in 1974. Five so, you were, so you were with a separate, constru- yeah. as we understand it, you were with a separate construction company that was already doing racetrack kind of right. work. Right. And when the Grand Prix got started, your, your group basically was one of the people that, your group was one of the groups that was hired yeah. to help do this. Yeah. yeah. For the first year was 100,000 seats. Yeah. Yeah. That's a lot of work. Yeah, it, was a, it was a big job. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because I'm not hearing racer. I'm hearing no construction. I'm hearing hands-on, and I'm not hearing anything sort of like this is what I do and that's what you do. It seems like you have to have kind of a hand on everything around here to make it work. Well, it seems that way to me sometimes. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> it's not supposed to be that way, but yeah, it works. Yeah, we've so, noticed. So, you, so you're really coming from this thing as more of a construction worker who understands how to operate machinery, how to. And, and, how to build big events like this yeah. and put on not like 10,000 seats, but 100,000 seats or more. Right. Yeah. To some extent, we have found you guys to be a pain in the ass. And here's why. Because we never know what's happening where 
and we've learned it's because you guys are just so used to doing it your way that everyone already knows what they're doing. So yeah. being yeah. able to be on top of that for us has been a terrible experience. Yeah, I bet. Yeah. We, <laughs> <laughs> you, you think it's easy for us. <laughs> There's a lot of uh, stop this, start this, stop yeah. that, mm -hmm. you know, go ahead. Yeah, that happens a lot. But it really seems like instinctually everybody kind of knows their way yes. like we've never shown up on a day of shooting when you guys are building something out where we ever saw a checklist or a, these things are going to be done this way it seems like it's you and your guys and everyone knows exactly where yeah, they're supposed exactly. to be which makes it impossible for us <laughs> the uh the track crew knows what they have to get done right uh the bleacher crew knows what they have to get done and the bridge crew we have to do whatever it takes to get ours done at night yeah yeah learning what we're learning about how it all works if we came back and did this production again next year we'd probably have a better understanding but we could probably yeah. follow you guys now that we know what we know it'd be a lot easier for you <laughs> yes it would <laughs> so for the sequel no <laughs> no sequel <laughs> this has been one of the tougher ones mm. yeah no <laughs> it's, it's absolutely been and, and the reason why is because and i this is going to sound mean but it's not is that everyone here is set in their ways and doing it the way they yeah. do it and there's yeah. nothing wrong with that yeah. but it makes it impossible for us to read minds yeah. you know <laughs> and we're just as, as, you, as you notice or yeah. seen you have to once a project starts yeah it's it's bust until you get it done yeah Absolutely. you know yeah. and so there's not time to to deal with any any uh sidetracking mm -hmm. you know so you're saying we're sidetracking no 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 <laughs> you're saying we're distracting no, Crandall? No, no. oh we're definitely distracting well, you, you know, <laughs> Crandall said so. you oh, know yeah. like i told you before i didn't have time to, to, to do uh, oh can we do an interview i said not no right, you know, absolutely you know, i gotta not. get this done yeah yeah, yeah. right uh, but but that's one of the things we've noticed is that, i mean so this is I equate building this racetrack to, if you've ever gone to a NASCAR race or a sports car race or an IndyCar race, the pack-up or the unloading, there is not really a list of things to do. It's just a group of guys and girls who just know, okay, the poles now, then the Kiwi yep. tile, and then yep. the this, and then the that. And it feels like this on a very large scale is the exact same thing. So you're just no one is programmed to think, oh, let's call the media people and remind them that we're building this tomorrow. Like that's just not how it works because you're also in your routine. Right, and yeah. there's, there's a material list for each project and that material has to be on site and it, most of it comes out of this warehouse or the other storage yard. Um, and if it's not there, then somebody has to find a way to move on to something else yeah, okay. until you get it there. Yeah. So one of the things we were surprised to learn is that most of the assets that are needed to, provide, to put on the event are owned by the Grand Prix. Right, exactly. How many facilities like this do you guys have? The, this is the main facility. Okay. With the office and the warehouse and the vault. The other facility is the Woodlow Yard, which is the storage for the concrete blocks, mm -hmm. the bridges, the huge stairways, the fencing, yeah. panels, all that. So you basically have one massive warehouse for storing a lot of the bleacher materials and whatnot, and then a huge outdoor yard. Ten, ten acres, yeah. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Ten yard yeah. That, that carries all the big outdoor right. stuff, all right. the concrete yeah. block, your bridge materials, all yeah. that sort of thing. And you should never wear new shoes in that lot. Have you noticed? I, I learned. <laughs> <laughs> uh, is that common for, for or I don't know how to put this. Is it is it unusual for the event to own all the stuff like this? You know, for like if I went to the the St. Well, Petersburg Grand Prix, do you, do they own all the bleachers and all that stuff? I, 
um, maybe not the bleachers. Okay. But the uh, the the construction site equipment, mm -hmm. they would they would, would have to, except for maybe the fencing, sure, which they could job out or something like that. But having it all in house is very advantageous for you guys. Absolutely. Yeah. And then it can very be used good. for other things. Like tonight, you've got another gig that you're working on as well. Right. That'll and use some of the same tools. They, and they use some of the concrete block mm -hmm. uh, last week and the fencing and then uh, stairways and stuff like that. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. So the, the storage facility we're in right now and then your other big Wardlow lot, they are in the city of Long Beach, but you're literally on the complete other side of town. It's not exactly a walking distance to where you build the track out. Right, it's uh, three miles, something like that. But that, that is an eternity when you're moving giant concrete blocks. Yeah, yeah. And uh, of course, the <clears throat> trucking industry has become tighter and tighter. So <laughs> this this year has been a a real challenge to get the the equipment to the site. Right. So <clears throat> pretend like I'm an idiot cameraman. <laughs> um, walk me through that process. So you've got all this stuff here in your Wardlow lot. How does this get to the track? And we have uh, cranes hmm. that load the trucks, uh, usually six to eight a day, uh, traverse to and from. Six to eight trucks. Yeah. Right. Trailers uh, that traverse to and from the, mm -hmm. the track itself. And they can only load a few blocks at a time, it seems like. Yeah. Five, Why is that? Five blocks at a time. The weight. The weight. They're almost 10,000 pounds right. per block. Yeah. So, yeah. Yeah. So it's not even just about building the actual track. It's about getting the materials to right. the track, yeah. which is also a bit of a logistical issue. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. In the morning, it can be like 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. In the afternoon, it can be an hour and a half. Right. Just to go three miles. Yeah. 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 And in terms of efficiency, if there aren't trucks on the other side of the track, people aren't building track. Right. Dead. Stock, no. yeah. Speaking of weird hours, um, so we we've uh, we can say uh, we've spent some nights with you. Yes. In the however many years of going to this race, I don't think I've ever crossed a footbridge and ever thought twice about how that thing gets laid right. down. Yeah, exactly. um, it never even occurred to me. You have to start this thing in the middle of the night. Right. Why is that? Traffic. Okay. Yeah. Uh, closing off the streets, Long Beach, or any. Any facility area uh, is uh, is not advantageous to your event because nobody's going to put up with that right. during the day or traffic uh, congestion on that Ocean Boulevard or Shoreline or mm -hmm. you know yeah. they're pretty pretty hectic. Yeah. <clears throat> so uh, we start around nine o'clock at night at night, and we have to be off the streets by six in the morning. Wow. So you choose to build these things in the middle of the night, one, because it's lower traffic, but two, it's also a good way of keeping the neighbors happy because they don't even notice that the roads are closed. Exactly. Right. Exactly. So walk us through the building of one of these walkover bridges. Okay. The, uh, <clears throat> the crew starts uh, the day prior to putting the bridge up, setting up the piers, which are transported with trucks down mm -hmm. to the, usually the uh, arena parking. Right where there's a large area to uh, erect so the piers. they're kind of pre-dropped in a huge yeah. parking lot that's and off. Then you set those in place. Right. Like I say, the day, hopefully the day prior. And then uh, uh, that's all set up, leveled, and uh, measured for distance so that when the bridge goes on the next night, uh, the bolt holes line up, hopefully. Right. And if not, you have to move them with, a, with the gales, the forklifts, and the... Yeah adjust make adjustments you know there's always some little adjustment sure. you can't get it perfect yeah 
And uh, then you detail the, the next day, uh, you detail the, stair the stairways, go on the, onto the bridges. Mm -hmm. So <clears throat> it's hard to do bridges night after night after night. It's usually one or two a week. And then the next, so it's a lot of day work, night work, day work, mm -hmm. night, you know, it's, it's hard on the, on the crew. Yeah. Well, let's say this is, I mean, this is a physical job Yeah. and you do one overnight. It's not like you now have two days off no, to no. go get yeah. ready for the, yeah. the next one. Yeah. Yeah. You have to, you have to finish that one up. Right. And then prep for the next one, you know? Yeah. How many days would you say it takes to put in one bridge? Well, about three days. Okay. You know, the, the piers, the first day, mm -hmm. the bridge. And then the next day, or the, and the stairways, and then the detail. Detail usually runs here with the other bridges. You know, when so you, say you go detail, through. What does that mean? Uh, going through and making sure all those the steps are um, adjusted properly, and okay. the the rise and run it's all the same, and everything's even, and that kind of thing. How many people do you need to build one bridge? Three. Okay. It takes three of us. Uh, uh, the uh, I'm generally on the forklift, mm -hmm. and uh, the other two gentlemen are doing the nuts and bolts. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you say they're doing the nuts and bolts like it's just sitting there turning a wrench. Yeah. This is not the case. No, <laughs> these, not, uh, yeah. So, like the folks that we've seen, Henry, for example, yeah. these are some of the bravest people I have ever <laughs> seen in my life. <laughs> because, I, can, we, can, we, can we describe this a little bit differently? Because here's the thing. He's downplaying it. They're, they're, yeah, Crandall, <laughs> there's a giant bridge that's hanging and dangling on a crane right okay well, so you there's, could, you've got photos of that right i have lots of videos oh, yeah. okay <laughs> so you really downplay what the hell they're doing okay yeah. so you've got your peers set up yeah right a crane comes picks up this this bridge which how much does it weigh a couple hundred pounds uh 30 mm -hmm. something like that 30 something tons 27 100 pounds is 30,000 pounds. So, okay. So there's yeah. a 30,000 pound yeah. metal bridge on a crane yeah. hovering around. And you have a couple guys literally climb up these piers <laughs> with, you know, big wrenches, basically big air guns. And they help line up a dangling 30,000 pound bridge. Yeah. And by the way, it's midnight. It sounds scary the way you come up with it. Yeah. yeah. I don't, yeah. We were not, yeah. when we were filming well, we're this, we were normal people. Yeah. When we were filming this, we weren't <laughs> ready for just what we were about to see. So, okay. So let's try this again. What, <laughs> explain to me what, the, what they're doing here, because there's literally a 30,000 pound bridge getting dropped on them. Well, <clears throat> there's the, the piers save them. Mm -hmm. if, should, yeah. it, should it drop, you know, right. Because gonna land, it's going to land on the piers. They don't, they don't get up there until the, the, the span, the bridge, yeah. mm -hmm. is in, in over the, the piers. Then they, they climb up and, right. and install uh, right. the bolts. Right. Uh, and when, and it, when you say install the bolts, it's not like a perfect Ikea set. No. Where it's, <laughs> no. Like there, it's these giant bolts yeah. that they're literally trying to thread these they, different yeah. holes they, on these massive they have metal the, structures. They have the, the spud wrench, the tool that uh -huh. sticks up through the hole. Yeah. And they, the bridge comes down and lands on, the, on that yeah. right. in the hole. And uh, that's how they align the, the holes Right uh, on the on the bridge up here to the right the bridge right right a little and different than just nut and bolt yeah it together yeah, yeah. yeah. And, but uh, the good thing is and I'm, this may get edited out by uh, the powers that be but the good thing is they're on like seven different um, fastened <laughs> Harness, material harnesses. harnesses yeah they're well, not just dangling freehand no, no, off of these piers they're they're 
and and they've had the experience of, of knowing what to do and where and where to be safe. Yeah, a, lot of, a lot of like climbing fences and how to practicing be safe. how to. Yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. There is when the fences are up, it's a little difficult. Yeah. They have to jump over the fence. Yeah. Yeah. Just at home in the backyard, just like hanging on fences all day to get ready for work at night. Yeah. 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 I keep, I keep, I keep telling them we need ladders, but they say, no, no, no. No, because they just climb the piers. Who's got time for ladders? It's like guys like Henry and Kevin and Carlos. Like, they're literally like it's a jungle gym for them. Right. And they're, there's again, a 30,000 pound bridge right there. And they're, they're, yeah, and they're hanging. And you're acting like this isn't something we should be immensely impressed by. Well, because we do it every, every year you know i mean <laughs> sometimes even uh during the year there's a bridge that goes up once yeah. In a while, yeah okay mm-hmm. and you well uh, is this because you have the luxury of you're the forklift guy no because like i used to be the guy fine. i used to be the guy right. climbing yeah, you know, I, the guy. I remember okay. those days so it looks okay. like just something normal to me you right know? right yeah. now um i'm guessing you guys set these up in the back sometimes just to get some practice runs no. Oh, there's okay. no there's no practice. So a little bit of OJT yeah. here. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or OTJ, well, whatever. For the new guys, yeah. yeah. And <laughs> and we let them do the hold the rope, you know, mm-hmm. uh, guiding the bridge into place. Right, right. because it's and a guy so. with a single rope <laughs> controlling the leverage of a thirty thousand pound bridge that's well, we used above to use heads. two ropes but then they would fight with each other so Okay, so it's more one vicious. guy in control. One guy right. with the rope. Yeah. Right. <laughs> You don't see anything about it. There's nothing about this that strikes you as impressive. When I asked how many people it took to do a bridge, I was to say like 15. Yeah, yeah. It's three, <laughs> three. guys. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, when, so when fans go to the race and they're walking from one side of the track to the other, there were like three guys and a crane operator that put that up at two in the morning. Yeah. And you think there's nothing impressive <clears throat> about this. No, but you know what? Now you bring it up like this, I, I'm, I'm going to – Think about it a little differently, I think. Uh, me too. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, let's let's talk about a day in the life of Crandall. I know that when, when it gets into the busy season, there is no two days alike. But walk me through what how you would describe a day for you. I usually get here about 4, 35 o'clock in the morning and uh, try to set up for the crew, what, whatever they're doing that day. Yeah. Make it as easy as possible for them. It might mean fueling the diesel cells or the gas cells yeah. or... Uh, something like that, and then uh, uh, the crew comes in about seven-ish, depending yeah. on the the project. Yeah, and uh, we we line up for the day. What's going on? And yeah. uh, usually on the grandstands, that's Pablo. Yeah, uh, running the crew for that, and yeah. uh, Davey, uh, he's done this track for so many years. He knows exactly yeah. what goes on. Yeah, Dwight instructs him as to if there's any changes or in in the day. Yeah. Um, and then when it comes to the bridges, uh, we usually uh, take a little time off that afternoon, and then you come back in at 9 o'clock at night. Yeah. And install My read on your job is that if stopping construction is death for making your deadlines. Yeah. And it seems like your very specific job isn't that you're the one building the track. It's you're the one making sure that nothing ever stops. So you're, in my head, you're almost like the preloader of all things. That's, like what, I, that's what I strive to do right. is to make that happen yeah so if we know that there's a bridge that's going up in two days you're making sure all the bridge assets are as loaded and in a some sort of yeah. advanced position yeah. as they can be get the trucking the trucking yeah. uh, make their the, the, the trucks are on site yeah um unloaded ready yeah. uh the crew sets up the like you say the piers yeah and uh and the, the next night is the uh, installation so effectively no one ever wants to sort of turn to their left 
and something's not there, your not, job is the guy that yeah, makes all of that good, yeah. stuff there. Not good. So I, I live in Southern California. <laughs> uh, I know how to not drive between cones or see construction signs, but it seems like this is not something that many Southern Californians are capable of. And I don't think it's ever been as obvious as it is building out this track. Well, the, uh, the for instance, the bridge, the night's on the bridge. Right. Yeah. When the streets the are closed. Yeah. <laughs> the streets are supposed to be closed. Yeah, right. right. Unfortunately, there's the 2 o'clock, 2 a.m. hour when certain places are closing up uh -huh. and people are trying to go Where home. Where people can buy beverages. Yeah. yeah. And uh, we have had a few occasions where the police that are supposed to be just standing by, mm -hmm. making, making sure, sure nobody no goes to, yeah. and they actually had to arrest people. And uh, right. it takes their time away from the watching the corner to make sure nobody comes through okay. oh. because they've had to go chase down a car that went through the cones. Right. Because <laughs> what is a cone? I'm, I'm going straight. Yeah, yeah. this right. is my road. Yeah. Right. That's where um, I come from Southern California. Real. Luckily, nobody's ever been hurt <laughs> doing this, you know, and uh, they've able to uh, been able to control it pretty much. That's, that is a little comical. Yeah. A lot comical. Yeah. Do you take pride in when you see the event come together and you see how many people enjoy coming to Long Beach? Oh, absolutely. Such a big yeah. deal and the work that you guys put in. Well, like the, uh, the, the race day, the race days, I'm, I'm in the uh, control room where I watch all the, the video cameras, you know, and something happens and we uh, I dispatch uh, one of the corner work the people to ins fix the uh, tire pallets or the block or whatever happens. Uh, and so to watch the people out there and see, because you see them on the cameras, you know, because uh, I don't get to go outside anymore. They keep me locked up in the dungeon, I call it. Right. But it, uh, it, it's, it's great to see that, that the, that the event goes off and, and uh, people are out there having a good time. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So you've been in with the Grand Prix for a long time. If you were going to name one person that was the biggest pain in the ass for us, who do you think it would be? For you? Yes. Yeah. Oh, geez. Because I know you're going to get it right. Probably Crandall. No. no. You've been nothing we're but sitting nice. Here. Yeah, we're sitting here. You've been nothing You're not nice. talking about Dwight. <laughs> <laughs> yes, I am, sir. Uh, yeah, Dwight, Dwight is not a fan this. of what we're doing. No, no, yeah, we're fine. We're, right, no, no, yeah, yeah, no, here's yeah. the thing. I, and I, I'm dead serious. We're going to say this exact same thing to him. Oh, I, yeah. like, we're gonna, I'm going to assault him with like, you're a giant pain in the he, ass for us. Because here's he, the thing. I'm, where he we're knows. Going, yeah, where we're going with this is we're actually going to use this to sing his praises because oh, yeah. he's so busy oh, yeah. doing his real stuff yeah, yeah, that he can't deal with us. Yeah. So, um, it couldn't happen without him. That's all right. there is to it. I mean, he's here at 4 o'clock in the morning, yeah. you know, and, and does his thing yeah. and, and lets us know what we need to know. Yeah. He doesn't bother us with things that trivial, you know. Like camera crews. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we knew I, we knew nothing about it. <laughs> I knew nothing about it. I don't know if anybody else did. So no, Sean, didn't. Sean shows up and says, "Hey, I'm filming you today." Like, what? You know, about what? We don't yeah. have, to, oh, we don't I have know. time for this. Yeah. I remember this. Yep. <clears throat> yep. Can yeah. you put this mic on? What the f is this? No, for? I'm not doing that. Yeah, I got to work. A camera on your forklift? Yeah. On my forklift? You don't want a camera on here? All right. So last question, then we got to run. <clears throat> yeah. You met our group with no clue of what the hell we were doing. Right. Um, we're trying to tell the story, not just of the Grand Prix, but how it comes together from people like yourself. What would you want someone to take away from watching this kind of a special? Well, it's an amazing uh, company to, to hold this together this long 
has been a, a, a pretty good feat for the, the people in, involved in it, you know. Assuming everything happens with this race, do you think this is sort of a sign that Long Beach is back? Yeah, I believe so. I think uh, the city's going to be happy. Um, uh, sponsors should be happy, you know. Should be good. All right, Sweet. you got to go. Yeah, it's All bad. Right. Okay, yeah, yeah we got to run. So. Meow.